0: In a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen.
1: I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period.
0: And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. (laughs) A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching. And what's not? From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center at Rock
1: 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or, or cringe. Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And
2: I'm Adam Cravens.
1: Now, we have been, we could potentially do a five-hour show right now just on what we've been watching on Disney+.
2: Man, they, they dropped it hard. Like it's hot. Like, like it's hot. Like it was Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Like they did not intend to play, like they had a sharpened knife that they wanted to cut Netflix and well, I guess not Hulu's throat so much. Yeah. Since they're bundled with them. Um man, they they wanted to come out them strong.
1: So in the event you have been under a rock, Disney Plus made its debut on the twelfth, not of never, but of November. And if you had Verizon Unlimited You got it for free. You did not get the ESPN, Hulu, Disney Plus bundle.
2: Which is also a ridiculous price. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same. I'm just like, Disney really wanted to make sure that Netflix felt the heat.
1: So within hours of getting my email, everyone in the family has it. And Anna Grace sends me the message, I'm so in love with this. Just every... The first thing you see is every fond Disney memory of all of the classics you've ever seen in your life that they wouldn't let you buy because they're only going to release it every few years. They're all there, all
2: of them. Like the the just the the sheer volume.
1: But I didn't see Song of the South.
2: Um, you probably won't. I see ever.
1: I, I loved the song Zippity-Doo-Dah.
2: <laughs> unless they – well, that's about the only thing from Song of the South that gets gets out. Unless they release a, a, a Disney minus as a companion piece, like to Disney Plus, that's you're not going to see yet,
1: it. See, now, on Disney Plus, Warner Brothers handles it one way. There are forms of media that, when they were made during certain times, uh, did not reflect our beliefs of today and are – however however extremely offensive we
2: want to make sure like in preserving the way that they were intended to be but like here's our disclaimer please don't sue us enjoy
1: yeah and so that's what disney plus has put on these these things like hey you know
2: listen it was 1946 stuff was going on back okay? when
1: racism was hilarious just, and we what, made a cartoon about listen it listen
2: guys not the nazis were like trying to take over the world and like we were we were all kind of like sleep deprived okay we thought it was cool sorry
1: yeah because it isn't uh, <laughs> anyway it's probably way, more
2: eloquently put as Disney you know price.
1: we do not approve of racism but it kind of it's the, the way it's, they it's write odd. about it
2: it's odd the way that it it's phrased yeah that, hey. and how blatant it is in those that you're just like wow you could you could release this and no mm-hmm. one would no one instantly sued you because of it.
1: i this. know it's craziness so there's that and then it's i i, I of course i'm spreading the word to everyone and as they're downloading again on their phones they're going to the Avengers are on here and it's like, oh, you don't live in the world that Adam and I live in it, and then I have to tell them who owns what in great detail because they care. Well,
2: I mean, and, you will just they've got like that kind of your selectable bar up mm-hmm. there. They've got uh like Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars. Like I mean, they're just they're they're just doing like just drop right there, just showing like, it, it's like they're showing their hand. hmm Like, they're like, this is the cards. I've got a full house. Yeah. Right here, boys. And
1: it's like, did you need another streaming service? <laughs> and, I don't think so.
2: And on top of all of that, I mean, like I said, you've got, like, if you were a kid in the 90s, you've got, like, DuckTales, Gargoyles, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. If you, like, if you watched a- any Disney animated film ever, virtually, not, I, I don't think they have every one of them on there, but virtually like your your bulk your 90 percent of their animated classics and i haven't checked
1: there. but i'm assuming the original mickey mouse club is on there and the britney M- mickey mouse club are they i would not on there? i would think i would i would don't see why they wouldn't
2: and uh and i'm saying it, this is all before you and i start talking about like the content developed specifically mm-hmm. for and there's content that isn't hasn't even hit like you've got marvel show like loki's got a show um, Falcon and, uh, the Winter Snowman? Soldier. Oh, no. Have, have a show, um, Vision and Wanda, like have a show, like there's a Marvel what if show, like it's ridiculous. The amount of like new content, um, which brings me to the first one. I assume we're going to cover. Yes. The Mandalorian.
1: The Mandalorian. And
2: I don't, it's not a biopic about John DeLorean. It's not the man comma DeLorean. No. It's about the Mandalorian, which, if you know anything about Star Wars, Boba Fett, this is the race that he was a part
1: of. Now, technically, um, I would like to say that uh, Boba Fett was actually a clone of Jango Fett. So, you know, he's kind of Jango Fett, the Mandalorian. Boba Fett was just the bounty hunter.
2: I, uh, I choose not to believe that the prequels happened. Like, <laughs> I choose to believe that Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, but... That episode one, two, and three do not exist. So,
1: yeah, there's that. Um, and you can watch all of them now. But anyway, I digress. So, The Mandalorian, this is this is how... Uh, I'm going to tell you my version in a nutshell. These are the highlights. Um, A shinier Boba Fett, sounds like Clint Eastwood, Baby Yoda. Boom.
2: Honestly, it plays a lot, and it's not Baby Yoda. It's... <laughs>
1: No, he's not Baby Yoda. But what is Yoda? Do we? we Wasn't don't he know? one of
2: the Wills? I believe was.
1: Okay, I missed that.
2: I think I think that's the name of his race. he's one of the Wills.
1: So I was yeah. supposed to know that.
2: Well, I, listen, Jane. It, <laughs> I know you've got a Star Trek encyclopedia <laughs> at your house too, <laughs> yeah. and you have obviously not read it, stem to stern.
1: But this is Star Wars, not Star Trek. I'd say it's on tape, but
2: we're digital. Yeah, you said Star Trek. Did I say Star Trek? You did. It's a Freudian slip. I I love Star Trek. I know. (laughs) They're running great. Well, listen, I have both encyclopedias (laughs) in my house, so
1: (laughs) there's that. Uh, So yeah, um, Baby Yoda, so cute, and man,
2: and now mind you, they don't do the drops like like Netflix gives you all. Like if there's ten episodes, you get all ten episodes right there. Yeah. Right, at at the point of this recording, there are only two episodes mm-hmm. of The Mandalorian available. Now, I believe it's supposed to have, I want to say, six or seven total episodes. But right now, you've only got the two.
1: And they're 40 minutes. And it's just not quite, because I was like, what? We just started watching the second re- one. It,
2: yeah, it's a, it is a brisk 40 minutes.
1: The I found the second one better than the first. The first one, it was a lot of, that is, is that? That's Clint Eastwood. That's like Clint Eastwood from the – this is Clint Eastwood. Did they pay Clint Eastwood? The the guy sounds think, like
2: Clint Eastwood. I think it is a very intentional homage to those spaghetti westerns.
1: Oh, yes. Like, it's,
2: it is a western in space. And, mm-hmm. like, for anybody that doesn't like westerns and that just put you off, like, I'm going to tell you right now, you're an idiot mm-hmm. if you're not watching it because I just said space western. You know what else was a space western? Firefly. Firefly.
1: Yeah. But this is really quite specifically Clint Eastwood in the many characters he played in the Spaghetti Western. He always had no the net. weapon, yeah. and he always wore the same thing. When I see this, I see John Favreau's love of the Spaghetti Western.
2: And I'm telling you, like, this is Disney's go-to guy now. He jump-started the Marvel Universe when he directed— Never would have called that. Direct, I, I'm telling, like, first time I saw that guy, and he's like the the second lead in Swingers. I never would have made the call that like he would be like Disney's anointed son. Like he did um, Lion King for him. Like before that, he did Jungle Book, jump started the Marvel universe with Iron Man. Like, and that's that's the spine that the Marvel universe is built on. Like,
1: how much is he?
2: And, like, I haven't even, I I, I still have more, like, to, more fingers, a, a I ridiculous know. amount. And I'm saying, like, they gave him, like, Star Wars. Now, like, I can't imagine there is not a project that Disney has that they don't first go, hey, John, would you be interested in this? Like, we, we I'm talking about, like, in, in grade school. I remember me and my friends talking about, wouldn't it be cool if there was a Star Wars TV show and like this does not feel like lesser Star Wars like no they have spent money Mm -hmm. on this thing and I think maybe part of it like because it probably doesn't have say like the budget that Force Awakens had right this felt a lot like 1977 Star Wars to me yes
1: it had a certain look and you don't have to know anything at all about Star Wars to watch this.
2: No, you but. really don't. Like, I, this may be the first instance that the Jedis are not up up front, like, about there. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Rogue, Rogue One didn't feature Jedis, like, up front. But, like, the, I can't even think of an instance where, like, you don't see a lightsaber in this thing. Like, this is, this is Star Wars universe, but this may be the first time. Like, they really just have just been like, yeah, well, the Jedis are there, but, you know there
1: and baby yoda who has has some baby. very adorable oh my goodness
2: oh that thing's gonna be a a a just i can't imagine they don't do like a tickle me elmo version of that thing this christmas season it's
1: just imagine the cutest puppy you have ever seen make it green with long ears and it's like and yet it's not cute slash annoying it's no no it's just it's perfect it's just perfect. But uh, what I was going to say is you're going to re- – a Star Wars fan is going to recognize certain things. It's not like, oh, did you see I put this right in front of you when I redid the movie? No, it's not like that. It's like, oh, I, n- I recognize that, and, oh, the Jawas are still using that big giant cube to get around in. And-
2: like it's it's very subtle about the way that it yes. makes – like. John John Favreau obviously has an intense love of Star Wars and it comes through mm-hmm. in this ever. And I'd say probably because there's a what a, almost a 40 year gap now between um, Star Wars New Hope and and now like it's probably a lot easier to do those kind of special effects on a television budget right. than say it was in the late 70s, which probably helps. And him being like, well, I want it to look like this. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That technology has been readily available to everybody since the year 1978. You, d- yeah, do that by all means. Let's not use a bunch of CGI, and no. it doesn't it doesn't smother that like in your face either.
1: What I really loved about this is there are parts of it that were it did what I wanted it to do. In that, for for Adam and I who know and love the westerns, when you have him dealing with the annoying robot, it's you know it's coming. You hope it's coming. Boom, it happens. Just it plays out just the way you expect it to and the way you want it to and it's very satisfying.
2: There is also a reference to the Star Wars holiday special that I laughed <laughs> literally laughed out loud. Like I don't when I I don't LOL stuff when I don't actually but I'm telling you like the kids heard me just go <laughs> They're like, "What?" And I go, the Star Wars holiday special. And I'm just like, they have no idea what I, this may be the first canon reference to the, something that George Lucas has spent the better part of his life, more or less saying it didn't happen. Like it's never been on VHS. It's Mm -hmm. never been on DVD. Like I've seen it because I know people that have like bootleg copies of it. And it's a, it's pretty spectacularly, Awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I mean, it's just, it's bad. If you, if you haven't seen it, please start Googling, uh, watch as much of it as you can stand, but like, it is this weird piece of star Wars history that everyone involved seems to just want to go. Yeah, we didn't do that. And yeah. it's got Harrison Ford's there. Carrie Fisher's <laughs> there. Like Mark Hamill's there. I think There was Alec, also a lot of cocaine. There Alec too. Guinness is the only one that just went. Yeah. No, I am. I am absolutely not doing that. You're get that out of my face. You're an idiot.
1: So, i I liked the Mandalorian when I saw the first episode. I loved it when I saw the second one, and now I'm just like, I want all of it now. So there's that, and I think we can both agree, we love the Mandalorian.
2: I I want to say it's probably. My and I was a fan of Force Awakens. I liked uh, Rogue One. Both of us are admitted fans of Solo, but I, I don't think I'm out of line in saying like I enjoyed this. And we're only two episodes in, so like they they really could you know screw the pooch on this. Like, but we, we, if it maintains this quality, oh, Nick Nolte is a side character, mm-hmm. and like I'm just like the amount of talent, just raw talent, all over this thing. Is is mind blowing if it maintains the quality that it has at this point. This may be the best thing to happen to the franchise since, and I, I I'm, I, I'm going to go ahead and invoke it, Empire. All right, like, like Jedi has a whole lot of problems that I, I won't go into length here. Um, I don't but know. If, I don't know if anybody really liked the prequels. Um. No. Force Awakens is a spectacular remake of A New Hope, and the less said about The Last Jedi, the better. Um, Solo didn't please everybody, despite how I enjoyed it, but, like, this was just a solid piece of Star Wars entertainment Mm -hmm. that, honestly, I can't, and I haven't got to, you know, watch and rewatch, like, Empire Strikes Back, I've seen, I don't know how many times, like, I, I've a lot of that stuff. I've visited and revisited. So, like I said, I haven't, I haven't got to put it under that microscope yet. But at least peripherally, when I watched this, I was just like, "There's not a whole lot wrong mm-hmm. with this." And like, I'm, I'm pretty baptized into this universe. If I was going to have an issue with something, it would probably present itself pretty readily there. Mm-hmm. But like, first, re and, and, and I mean, you've got like Ewoks, like Droids. Um, you've got a lot of television, like, like cartoons and like, uh, you know, Clone Wars had it's uh, animated thing on Cartoon Network, but this is the first like live action, like real Star Wars TV show.
1: And I like, it,
2: and it's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I I don't, and I I haven't got to watch all of it. So, like I said, I don't, I don't want to go ahead and just sell you on the whole thing, but of the two episodes that are available right now. It's some really good Star Wars.
1: And I think it's a really good entry point for your stupid friends who say they don't like Star Wars. If you have
2: somehow managed to avoid Star Wars (sighs) for 40 years, um, this, this may be a good entry point.
1: Yeah, because you don't need to know anything. And it's just... It's just, I need to know more about Baby Yoda. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens talking about what is worth watching on TV, and it's going to be Disney Plus for a while. And, oh, man, I have so, so many things. Because of the season, I'm going to jump to something that you have not seen because I can do it quickly, but talk about talent. It is called... Noel, and it is a made for Disney plus movie. I'd seen the trailer last week. I actually thought it was a theatrical, and I thought, I don't
2: know, I don't know. No, we don't we don't have to cover it right now, like we can do it later. Lady in the tramps We're live action remake I'm just saying like I the, thought
1: that was gonna be a theatrical as well when
2: I saw the preview for it, I assumed it was like yeah, but it's no, like it was made for Disney. It's ridiculous what they are putting—these are, honest to goodness, like, films that probably could have entertained a reasonably successful, like, theatrical run.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what you have in uh, Noel is Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. And, oh, let's see, 85-year-old Shirley MacLaine, who looks amazing— and you have, um, what's his name? You Jack know. Nicholson. No, no. On the street. Burt Lancaster. No, Billy Eichner. Okay. Not yelling. I have to admit, I really love yelling Billy Eichner. Uh, but he he's in it and others who you'll recognize. But what I love the most about the movie Noelle is... The squishy little white reindeer and I loved it. I loved it.
2: Loved it little reindeer. No, I d di- I did not I did not watch this, but this was more or less because the boys were demanding that we watch Mandalorian.
1: I understand. So, so Noelle is going Noel is not amazing or extraordinary. It's cute. It's got a slightly different spin. Slightly oh, um airplane. Female lead.
2: I know. I know. You're, I can't think of the name, but yeah. Harris.
1: Last name Harris, maybe?
2: That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway,
1: she she's the mom. So what it is is North Pole, yada, yada. Everybody's there. Uh, you got little subtle jokes here and there. And Noel is the son of Santa. And the Claus people are in this in this Santa story. Santa is different people, but they're the same family. And they all live in the North Pole. And it has to do with who has the twinkle and who has the ability to understand all languages. But it has always been male. And this time after Santa passes away, the new Santa is supposed to be his son, Bill Hader. But he's just really bad at it.
2: Bill. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. He's just... He doesn't have it.
2: I'll be honest. I was not sold on this thing until you said Bill Hader. And I might... I might have to check it out now.
1: So what happens is his sister, who is just a delight and cute, and she's supposed to be. And little, uh, Lauren's going to love the the little white reindeer because I loved if she hasn't right, already watched it. Yeah, yeah. And so she says, "Hey, man, uh, you got to wrap your head around it. It's going to be Christmas in a few weeks. Just go and take a few days to yourself." You mean leave the North Pole? Just, just. Take a little vacation and get it together, man. We're counting on you. So naturally he leaves and doesn't come back. This this
2: almost feels like a modern-day reimagining for the Santa Claus. Yes. I mean –
1: Slightly, yes. But it does – it looks – it has the look – it looks good, you know. It is satisfying in the way the North Pole in my mind looks, not some sort of weird modern art Santa, you know. Uh, that would bother me. So Billy Eichner is the cousin and the the council says well Santa's always been male so it goes to you and Billy Eichner is in the technology side of the North Pole and I'm loving it! And so he is made Santa and he works on a lot of algorithms and apps and he thinks that all the Christmas presents should be delivered via drone and he has done an algorithm (laughs) where
2: so He's so white, the white, the, white. the North Pole is almost an oligarchy like ba- almost the way that like a, a monarchy might have functioned yes. back in day. it's like well you are the eldest son you are yes. you are now the king.
1: And I am loving it. And so he has he has discovered that in the entire world there are only 2837 good children and the others all get text messages saying because you failed to make your bed daily. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, lo- yeah. that no! That, I I don't want anything else. In the, that's the that's yeah. that's the Santa movie I want to watch.
1: Because you failed to make your bed, um, you're just gonna have to try better. LOL. No present for
2: you. Totes <laughs>
1: Santa, <laughs> and they all and all the kids get the message at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then you have Santa's widow saying, um, "Your cousin cousin doesn't really get kids." And there are more than 2,000 good kids. and Not and according to his No, algorithm. because he has an algorithm. And <laughs> so you have that happening. And in the meantime, Noelle has to go and find her brother, who is in uh, Arizona. And so she, Arizona, Arizona. No, well, I, she's, know, I know. She's I never like, What visited. is he doing? Uh, he's into yoga.
2: Okay, and enough. that's I get hot yoga if you're in. No, Arizona. he's just
1: into he's into yoga, and so uh, you have Noel leaving with her, elf Shirley McLean, who of course is sassy, and there they go, they they go to Arizona to find the brother and of course save Christmas. I do have to say when all the kids get the text message, that really is my favorite part. (laughs) I I mean, honestly,
2: I I didn't even witness this firsthand. And I'm just I'm I'm getting like the aftershock of it. And that was pretty satisfying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. So you have it is a different approach. It is going to be satisfying for the whole family. For some, it may be a beloved Christmas movie. For me, that's always going to be White Christmas. But it's well done. It was made fresh for Disney+. Plus. I thought it was going to be theatrical, and I think this would have done, oh, easily three times as much as Charlie's Angels if this had been released.
2: Well, that's – I mean, you and I could have shot a movie on, yeah. like, one of our phones and probably at least matched mm-hmm. the opening weekend numbers of Charlie's Angels. Yeah,
1: probably. One would hope. So Disney Plus has made this for the season and done a great job.
2: D- Disney has a unique problem right now. And when I say problem, it's it's a, you know, quotation fingers problem. problem. Yeah. Like the amount of content that they own. Like there are only so many weekends that you can open a movie that cost $300 million to make. There's only so many hours of television that they could produce for like ABC. I'm, like if you'll just sit down and look with their purchase of 20th Century Fox. And I'm not talking about even like the ones that they actively have like franchises going with, like the Marvel universe, the star Wars movies. They also own the Muppets. Mm -hmm. Like in addition to all that, Disney now owns home alone predator die hard. Like (laughs) I'm just saying, like it's almost good that they have Disney plot, like Mm -hmm. because they were really running out of places to put all of this stuff. Like, I'm saying like every every 20th century fox property is now aliens. Ridley Scott's Alien is now potentially in the Disney vault. The same place that like Aladdin, Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. or any of those places like it's 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 nuts. It is absolutely crazy the amount of content that they have.
1: And I <sighs> I really need to end it here, but I'm not because Disney has done such a great job with this next thing. I'm going to try to do it really quickly because they've done such a great job. High School Musical. First of all, right now, maybe one more week. Cookville Children's Theater is still doing it here in Cookville, which is – they're fantastic and it's great. Um, But High School Musical, there were three of them, correct? I'm thinking.
2: That sounds correct.
1: Yeah, I think there were. And uh, it was just a fun – Successful thing, which I think a lot of people were like, huh, it's a musical. And this is actually pretty good. So Disney Plus, of course, has High School Musical on. But it has made a series called High School Musical. Dun, dun, dun. The series. Kind of filmed like what? The Office.
2: I didn't see that coming.
1: And here's the catch. There is a new drama teacher at the high school. And she was, you know, like third cheerleader from the back in the chorus of the movie High School Musical. And she's now a drama teacher and she's teaching at the school at which the movie was filmed.
2: So it's almost like Glee if it was shot in the style of The Office? Yes. Okay. And
1: so she said, I can't believe that you've never done High School Musical here at the at here.
2: The, the high school yeah. with which high school musical. And like... so
1: it begins. There is a similar story in relationship-wise happening. And you've got, of course, all these incredibly talented children. Children, young adults, whatever. And uh, we all know that the second day of school, you're not going to have auditions for the, the big spring show. That's not realistic. But whatever. They had to get the show going. And so you have... All this going on, an incredibly catchy song that I'd never heard before, and whoever wrote it knows how to write a hook. And because you have all of this high school musical knowledge that already exists and the kids at the high school are already aware of it, it's really well done. For instance, the choreographer, who is a senior, he is just Out doing his thing and not being in class, and a teacher says, where are you supposed to be? And his response is, Broadway. You know, you got that happening, and there's just a lot done right in this, just a lot done right, and a great way to reboot the High School Musical franchise without recasting it truly.
2: Which... Honest to goodness, more often than not, just makes people angry.
1: Yes. And so, for instance, you see the guy that wants to play uh, the Zac Efron character. I'm sure I should know who it is. I don't remember the name of the character. It's,
2: that's, that's all I know.
1: It but is, because too. it's Disney, you see the computer screen in the library where he's learning all of the songs and the moves. And so... Then it freezes on Zach Efron in the event that you didn't realize this was connected to High School Musical. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there
2: was it, it is. The, there was a. You, when you always had those like barely like connected to these, it's, how, it's like you had all of those like terrible American pie tie ins mm-hmm. that were straight to video, but Eugene Levy was in all of them. Yes. And you were just like, wait, what? Yeah. And you buy. you just you, you needed some kind of or like a, who was it? Uh, Frenchie was in Grease Two. Yes, like for no reason. Despite the fact that it's called Grease Two, that should tell you that it is the second Grease film. And she was like
1: forty. So uh,
2: well, I so so was most of the cast of the original mm, Grease. Uh. Like I'm pretty sure John yeah. Travolta was 37 when he shot that movie.
1: So this is Stocker
2: Channing was <laughs> I think in her late 60s when she did it.
1: <laughs> this. <laughs> Um, High School Musical: The Series is really well done and presented brilliantly to the demo that loves The Office. Yeah, so,
2: which, honest to goodness is and everyone, should be every demo. Like
1: true, but it's it's really
2: well done. I I have honestly not, and and I tried to peruse as much of it as I could just to kind of get a a, a taste Mm -hmm. for the streaming service. Even the stuff like, okay, like I had mentioned Lady and the Tramp earlier, it's not really something that was made for me. It was still a quality product that I know that like, uh, like my daughter, I know that she will appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And even though, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really into it. Like I would not have pursued that otherwise. But I can sit there and watch it and go, okay, well, this is still a quality piece of of entertainment.
1: I wish I wasn't so jaded when I saw the beginning of the new Lady and the Tramp to go, what state are they in? Because the mixed race couple, which I think is fabulous and wonderful i'm thinking well in the time in which this takes place they would be hounded and no joke and arrested so where were they yeah because
2: it's period like i mean they're running around they're driving around in like model t's Uh
1: uh-huh and so and yet you know i'm trying to say it's like
2: i i would i
1: wish i wasn't so jaded that's
2: i wish we could have our younger selves on the podcast (laughs) to get to get like some of if you don't know, Jane and I, we are kind of jaded and, mm-hmm. and we're we're a little bit like sometimes we run a little bit dark. Like we and we know that. We know that. We're aware of that. But like twenty year ago USs, like thirty year ago USs, I'd be interested to see, and they just be like, Oh, gee whiz, this this Disney Plus thing it sure is sure as swell. Like, <laughs> I, I liked it a whole okay. lot. We never would have said No, swell. but I mean right. right. I mean you get the Still. juxtaposition I'm going for. Like I don't I don't know if I would have just been like, That's dumb. That's stupid. I hate that. <laughs> what what I do want them because I, I maybe they own it or maybe they don't. Now, I've decided that the remake of Face Off shouldn't be a remake. It should be a sequel in which Nicolas Cage tries to take Nicolas Cage's face off. Like I want him to play both characters in the movie this time. <laughs> See. I- it it sounds fantastic, it. It does. doesn't it? Yeah, oh it does. my! That's what Face Off sequel needs to be. Doesn't need to be remade. It just needs Nick Cage versus Cage, Cage Cage in a Cage, Cage match. That's what I'm saying. Oh that. Oh, mm-hmm. this thing's right. In oh. oh, crazy! I'd watch and still get John Woo. John John Woo the, has one, to be in it. the one <laughs> the one the John Woo. <laughs> actual John Woo, not not Ang Lee. A
1: different Asian director who's also brilliant, doesn't use as many doves.
2: Anyway, no one uses as many doves as well. nobody does. It's him and except Prince. maybe no, Oh wait, Flair. Flair uses woos, not doves. Woo <laughs> <laughs> no! dove.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, Disney Plus. If you don't get it free from Verizon, I think it's a whopping six ninety nine, which you would have paid hand over fist to see just one of these movies.
2: I mean, honest to goodness, if you have kids. And I'm talking about kids anywhere from, like, zero to, you know, 16. There is something on there for that. I mean, just honest to goodness, if this was nothing but their animated, like, theatrical library, mm-hmm. six bucks would be a reasonable sum just for that. But I'm talking about, like, the, you have... Every TV show, like I could think of, like the kids were like, "Well, what did you watch when you were g-? like?" I showed them Gargoyles and Ducktales. I was just like, "This, this is fantastic." And Phineas and Ferb. They, they were Finally! already. They were already Phineas and Ferb. But you
1: see, for a while, I couldn't see Phineas and Ferb because it was just gone.
2: By the way, there's no way Phineas and Ferb are still in school. As many episodes of that show that there were, if each one of those represented a single day of summer vacation, Phineas and Ferb have dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm letting you know see. that's fact,
1: they have a time machine. Fact. Anyway, uh, and isn't Candace the voice of Sharpay? Isn't that Ashley Tisdale?
2: You've, you've went into a subject that okay. I know nothing about. Like talking sure. about cars and sports. Who, I'm, I'm right. Who is Sharpay? Is that a dog? Or are you So mis- you've
1: never seen high school musical?
2: Okay, it was what? 2007 How when that do came out. I was you forget a name, like I was, Sharpay? I was 27. I'm assuming when that thing was what on the You're Disney Channel the eye rolls. when it was when it was released as a made for TV movie on the Disney Channel. And no, I didn't go see the third one when it was in theaters either because I was probably 30 at that point. No, in no way at any point during any of my ages was this ever demographically set for me. I know who Zach Efron is because he was in other movies.
1: <laughs> and recently did a really great turn as Ted Bundy.
2: Yeah, didn't but see, wouldn't no. have, if I nope. had have seen... High school musical would not have made that college be like the
1: dreamiest. You know, hair.
2: you know he'd who, make
1: a great Bundy.
2: Man wouldn't. <laughs> like I know that's that's really out of seems to be out of it. But I guess same thing. Like you, you wouldn't have watched like the computer that wore tennis shoes and just be like, that guy would be great in a Tarantino movie as like a bounty hunter. And they're like, who's Quentin Tarantino? And I'm like, you'll, 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 yeah, never
1: mind. It, it,
2: it may be too much for you guys, <laughs> but your kids are going to love it. Okay.
1: Anyway, Disney plus is, um, is a huge success. I have no doubt that Walt is rolling around his giant frozen head on a pile of money and just so happy. It's, it's real good.
2: And like, I I mean, and this is just the stuff that has dropped now. There's still more things to come. Original programming that they have not put on there. And I don't know that any of the 20th century Fox stuff is on there or the vast majority of it is not. I'm just saying like they they have got like silos and warehouses and just like stuff that they own that is still not available on there. Like they have an arsenal to like, they're going to bury any of their competition. And like, it's not like Netflix has as much of that, like like Disney, whether, whether or not like they ever get any, any more of that stuff, like they own all of their stuff in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Most of Netflix's stuff they're, they're like, you know, purchasing or renting or whatever, whatever you call it, like purchasing the licenses to that, like from, you know, like NBC or Universal or any of that. So like at the end of the day, even if they start just powerhouse cranking out original content, Disney has them by what was the year Steamboat Willie came out? Nineteen I, nineteen I like to... 41, something like that. I'm just saying like they have content eight, that they've been doing for 80 years. Yeah. So
1: Disney Plus is a hit and yes you do want to watch it and uh
2: at $6 like you you can't go to and get like a meal deal at most restaurants that isn't going to be the exact same price as as this is as an hourly offering for entertainment.
1: Exactly. So it's totally Worth it. So, uh, we could go on and on, and we'll do that another time. I always say we're going to be short this time, and yet it is impossible for us to not talk at great length. But that's why you listen.
2: And the funny thing is, you're just listening to what we recorded. I know. There was there was a 30-minute conversation before we started. There's <laughs> a good chance there's a 20-minute conversation yeah. at a minimum after we stop recording.
1: I know, because we haven't even talked about Jeff Goldblum yet. And don't say anything about him. Uh, don't. Dinosaurs. Anyway, uh, yeah, watch that stuff. Disney Plus is awesome, and hopefully for you it is free. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.
0: Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinton Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.